Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Dylan Krause. What is the theme of the month? Lit for real. You guys have a couple more weeks. We won't be here the last week of the month because it's the conference. Um, so we won't be here. So you only have, what, two weeks? Two more weeks tonight? Tonight is the last week to post. Is that true? Next week we vote. So, say it again. Yeah, next Tuesday midnight you have to have a post in by, okay? So if you want 50 bucks to go in your pocket or to go towards your retreat, just by posting a picture, then do it. Yes. Can it be a video? No, unfortunately not. That wouldn't be fair. It's all photos. Cool? Awesome. Do it. Um, get a card on at the snack bar if you need the rules so you make sure you do it right so we can't disqualify you. And get signed up for the retreat. Seriously. Get signed up for the retreat. Get signed up for the retreat. It's coming up faster than you think. So if you need to start doing, um, you know, like what whatever it is that you need to do to make money, get ahead of the game. Start doing it. Take a, take a play out of Andrew's book and mow some grass, for goodness sake. There's still grass growing out there. You can still mow some grass. What's that? You're going to sell what? Like the metal? All right, do it. I thought you were talking about my dog. I was like, you don't even know my dog. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> Coming to my house, stealing my dog. Going to sell him on the black doggy market. How did we get here? We don't even know each other on a first name basis. <laughs> Thank you. What is your first name? What is it? Shay. I'm Dylan. Nice to meet you. Thanks for not stealing my dog. My wife would not be happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, my dog's name is Copper, if you didn't pick that up. That's why I was really like, oh, shot to the heart, you know, that kind of stuff. Anyway. So, we are talking about being lit for real. What is the source of being lit for real? Not Trenton, no. But, dude, great job on camera for service. And Damick and Xavier, they rocked camera on, fr on Sunday. It was dope. The first two minutes was a little, like, shaky, and it all got smoothed out. All got smoothed out pretty good. I didn't know if you were ever going to come out from behind the stage backdrop. Like, he's just there with the camera. I'm like, uh, is he ever going to move? And it took about two minutes, and then you were all over the stage. It was great. Next time, just don't wear a bright red shirt, and we'll be good. <laughs> no, yeah, neither did I. Yeah, you're good, man. You're all good. Okay, so it's definitely not Trenton, but Trenton is sourced by this, and it is Jesus, right? He's the source of being lit for real. There's lots of other sources to get you lit, but there is one source to get you lit for real, and it's Jesus. Okay, but I bet you that there are a handful, if, if, if not a handful, there's at least one other person besides me that sometimes doesn't feel lit. Doesn't quite feel that, like, intoxicated, just over, overwhelmingly joyous um, feeling where I'm just, like, lit up like a light bulb. Like, this is great. I nothing n doesn't matter. Like, my arm's on fire. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, don't th I think that's the wrong kind of lit. But anyway, um, I bet you that there's sometimes in 
in our lives where we feel dim. Is that not true? Sometimes you go through life and you're like, oh, what happened to this whole feeling I had in the middle of worship last Wednesday night? Or what happened to the feeling I had on Christmas morning? You know, that like wears off by like 10 o'clock. You got like two hours of sleep. And after you got your presents, you're kind of like, ah, get out of my room. Don't touch my stuff. You're like, what happened to you? It's like two hours ago, you were the happiest person in the world. Yeah, yeah, you've been there. I know. No, sometimes you feel a little dim, but the questions I want to, I want to like point to are like, why? How come? When does that happen? When do I feel dim? When, how do, how is it, what is it like when I feel dim? Why am I feeling dim? And I want to just point you towards this idea that it's your culture that answers those questions, okay? And that it's like the way that you, well, so, the cult- a culture is defined like this. It's um, a way of thinking, behaving, or working, okay? So your culture, the way that you respond to all of these questions comes out of the way you think, the way you behave, and the way that you operate, the way that you work. But I, I want to also suggest that you know, like, that a culture can also be a thing that you, like, grow stuff in. You know what I mean? Like, when I was in bio, 10th grade bio- biology, my uh, teacher's name was Miss Robbins. She was awesome. And uh, yes, do you know her? Homeroom. Same homeroom. Same homeroom, 217. 217? Oh, come on. I was there 10, 11 years ago. You were just there in the fall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, homeroom 217 with Miss Robbins. And like, it's just amazing. She was a fantastic teacher. She taught me what it means. Um, Reverse peristalsis and, like, all kinds of good stuff. Yes, it's the scientific term for throwing up. (laughs) Now you'll never forget. Reverse peristalsis. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, so much good stuff. So in her class, we did cultures because it's biology, science. You know, you want to see cool stuff. So for her culture, like, lesson, we went around with cotton swabs, and we swabbed all of these different areas of our high school, like the drinking fountain, Yes, the library, like, seats where you sit down, the lunchroom, like, table. And then, like, it was, it was early, it was, like, pre-2010, so there was actually a payphone. There was a payphone in my high school. Yes, I graduated in 2005, just so you know. And uh, there was payphones back then, still. Yeah. And so that was the worst. So you take the swab and you put it in like this little tray. You know what I'm talking about? Have you guys used these anywhere at school or anything? Yes. And you start to let it like grow. And the culture that you get, you get to look at under the microscope and you see what kind of bacteria is growing on the stuff you're putting on your face. Isn't that fantastic? Whatever. You people take your phones to the bathroom all the time. Yes, you all do it. You all do it. Don't let me, don't even let me get near your phone with a cotton swab. I will show you the world under a microscope. It'll be bad. <laughs> no, but it was disgusting. It was, t- it was terribly gross. But all that, all that to say that a culture is something that you can grow. A culture is something that you can establish. A culture is something that you can sow into and watch grow like a plant. Okay, and I want to, I want to like just tell you that there is a kingdom culture that comes from God that can totally navigate, help you navigate life to be lit for real all the time. 
okay? There, it's actually something that you can sow into and you can grow, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So I have a, a video clip I want to show you guys just to show you a little bit about these questions in a really indirect kind of way. Turn it up, turn it up. Pretty obvious. Well, maybe not, because the answer is actually false. Believe it or not, they are exactly the same color. Still don't believe these two squares are the same shade of gray? This message, experimental neuroscientist Bo Lotta, is going to show you why your brain is constantly being fooled by what it sees. Take a look at the illusion again. If you want, try holding up one of your hands and block this section of the image. Whoa! Whoa! Take a look at this object. One glance and you know what it is. But how do you know what it is and where its position is fixed? Well, let's break it down. The light reflected by this object good that's so good wild right how you guys have seen that before right some of you have seen it before katie showed me that and ben showed that to me it was just like my mind was blown i was like those colors are different that you can't tell me that they're the same and then i was like oh my gosh what the heck my mind is going crazy no but so look there is there is a culture of heaven Okay, just like I was saying before we, we, we stopped. And it's like the source of, well, Jesus is the source. It's, around, it's like all based out of this, this love that God has for us and his truth. Okay, but, and it's like a culture that we can grow. But at the same time, in the very real way, there is an enemy who is trying to distort the truth. Do you hear me? And this is why we experience sometimes what it's like to feel dim. 
because there is, a, there is actually someone who is trying to, to totally distort and confuse you about what's real and what's true. So if you allow yourself, if you, if you let yourself um, look at the way that he's trying to make you see life, it's very easy to get dim. What do I mean? Well, you're doing your life, everything is fine, and, and you know, like, it's Christmas morning, like I said, and then all of a sudden, your brother takes your PlayStation 2 controller because he's bigger than you. Sorry, it's like PlayStation 900 by now, but I only ever got to PlayStation 2, so what do you want me to do? And you're just like, wait a second, what? That's not right, it's not fair, and everything is like, I thought I was supposed to be lit for real. Or, like, you're doing your regular life, and you get into class, and you get, you get into, like, whatever, Miss Robin's biology class, and you get your test back, and you get a 76 on a test. You were sure that you got like a 95 on, and you're like, oh no, what am I going to do? And I'm not saying that there's like not real, like that that's bad, but that you would be so established, so rooted and grounded in in love and knowing who you are in God, that that like kind of stuff would be like, okay, I can do this, I'm going to do better or whatever, and I'm not going to let that totally like pull me out of what's true about me. I'm not going to let that establish a value for who I am. So the way that we answer some of these questions is based on the way we see life, okay? And like I said, there is an enemy out there who's trying to play with you. He's trying to show you what it's like through his eyes, the way that he wants to, to see you. And you know what? It's only a freaking shadow. It's only a shadow. It's only a shadow. It's only a shadow. It's only a shadow. It is only a shadow. That was a shadow that about burst your eardrums, but that's okay. Seriously. Seriously. It's, it said it's only a shadow. It's only a shadow. Say it with me. It's only a shadow. Say it again. It's only a shadow. Okay? I want you to, to rem- if you don't remember anything else about tonight, I want you to remember. Much better. Oh, uh, seriously? That's awesome. Ben, you, you, me, and Katie are probably the only people who know who Atlanta Sports said it are, but that was Misty Edwards. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's so awesome, though. That makes me so happy. Did you guys catch one of the quotes out of that, out of that uh, clip that we played? Not, not the sound, but the, the video. He said, your um, brain is constantly being fooled by what it sees. Your brain is constantly being fooled by what it sees. And, like, how are you going to know any different? How are you going to know anything different unless you have a a culture that you've grown and established inside you that says otherwise? I mean that when the first guy who bats his eyes at you and rolls up uh, while you're walking down the street and says, Hey, girl, you look good. Why don't you come with us? And you go like, Okay. No, you don't do that. That's terrible. I'm just saying, like, the first thing that get, tries to give value to you, unless you already have an interior value that's inside you, that's established and written down on your heart, you don't know any different. You don't know any different. Seriously. 
so you guys know some of my story. It's just going to get real. I was a stupid kid who got s- screwed up into drugs and, and alcohol, and I had a girl who kept hounding me to have sex with her in high school. Like, literally. She'd say, she would, I mean, she brought me condoms in a paper bag and said, when are we going to do it? I didn't know. I mean, I should have known, but I was so, like, lost, so, so, like, just deceived by the shadow that I was like, all right, sure, let's go for it. I was, seriously, like, and unless, unless you guys have established a culture in you that says, whoa, that is a shadow, that thing is jacked up, that is totally a shadow, then you are going to follow down this road that's not, not supposed to happen. It's not your calling. It's not your destiny. It's not what God designed for you to do, okay? We have got, like, so much truth, so many good things that, that we can stand on. One of the best scriptures that I was, like, thinking about when um, talking or when thinking about what I was going to say tonight is this verse out of uh, 2 Corinthians. It says, we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith not by sight. Devil, you can do whatever you want with your shadow. You can move that thing anywhere you want. You can try to confuse me. You can put two different color things on angles. I don't care what you do. All your smoke and mirrors aren't going to work because it's only a freaking shadow. There's something that's more real. There's something that I've grown inside me by getting into the word, getting into God's presence, and experiencing his nature and love in a way that has totally changed me so that when the shadow comes, I know you're a shadow. And I can call it like I see it and say, that ain't going to happen again. I've already been down that road. That's a freaking shadow. It's a new mic, so I can't. It's a new mic, so I can't. We walk by faith, not by sight. Today, um, Ben did something really awesome for our staff prayer. We have one hour um, every Wednesday where we all get together as a staff and we just pray. And it looks really different all the time. Sometimes we're screaming in tongues and just like roaring and we have mics on each side of the room and we're just like battling each other so you can roar louder in the Holy Spirit. And then sometimes we'll like just be like soaking and sometimes we'll do different things. Well, today ben, Ben's idea was really great. He, we did worship for a little while just to be in God's presence and honor him and all that stuff. And then he invited people up to share. What's up, Brian? To share uh, like a testimony that was five years old or older, something that God did in, in, in our lives. And it was just amazing to see how, like, the, the wave, you could say, of, like, expectancy and faith and, like, just truth and trust, like, it was just building and building and building, you know, as everybody was up and shared, shared their stories. And some of the stories are, like, around you right now. You guys might not know this, but um, Micah Kimball, bada bing, New York Giants, want to know. Want to know? Want to know? Very good. Very good. Was born with a hole in his heart. He was born with a hole in his heart. If you ever come to Airborne Grind and he, like, shreds his shirt in the middle of it, you know, you can see his scar to prove it. It's pretty awesome. But, um, and he does that Hulk Hogan thing all the time. So, you know, you should come to Airborne Grind and see it for yourself. But, (laughs) anyway, so... His dad is on staff, his dad and his mom were on staff, and they were telling the story about how, like, time and time again, they would go in for, for different appointments and different surgeries and everything like that, and right before the last one, I'm going to probably not get all the details, but they go in r- right before their last, their last checkup, before, like, a major surgery or whatever, and 
they're just praying the entire time, and they go in, and the doctor says, the hole is gone. The hole is gone. The hole that we were going to go in to fix is gone. We don't have any record of this ever happening before in history. There's no medical record ever. There is a file called the whole heart file, and it's got Micah Kimball's little face on it <laughs> as a little baby, and it's the only one. It's the only one. Isn't that amazing? That is the story. He is the story. He's right here. And ironically enough, the other one is sitting right next to him. So Micah probably might not, shouldn't ever be here if we were supposed to live by sight, right? The doctors are just saying, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, the boy's got a hole in his heart. His one lung smaller than the other. His heart's on the wrong side of his body. Uh, okay, well, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. Guess we'll do nothing. Because that's the way it is. This is the diagnosis you get from the daughter. No, doctor, no. If you're Blaine and Tracy Kimball, son and daughter of the living God, you say that's a shadow. That's a shadow. And you start to walk by faith and you declare what God says about your son, that everything, every, every sickness, every disease was purchased on the cross through the blood of Jesus Christ. And he is going to be whole. And you start declaring a whole heart over your son as a two- or three-year-old boy or whatever it was. And then you go into the doctor's office. They do the MRI or the EKG or whatever it is. And they look and they go, this is the only one. And you go, that's because I serve the only one. I serve the only one. We walk by faith and not by sight. You guys know Ryan. He is our resident Swedish meatball up there on the stage, even though he's not Swedish. He's just playing a Swedish keyboard, which is pretty funny. But anyway, um, he was like, well, I don't really, I can't really remember too much that far back. So the only thing that really strikes the chord in me is uh, one time I was at home and I was probably, I don't know, I'm filling in spaces here. He was probably playing video games or something, <laughs> eating Hot Pockets and playing video games. And, <laughs> and, and so he's like, you know, in there and playing Halo 1, I don't know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, his sister runs in the house, and she goes, Luke's in the middle of the street. He got hit by a truck. A truck. This is not like a Mini Cooper. It's not a smart car. This is no Prius. Xavier? Prius. Oh, my gosh. No, he got hit by a truck in the head. Yes, he was the appropriate height to be hit by a truck in the head. Huh? This many. And he still knows how many that is. <laughs> he gets hit by a truck in the head. And then you know what happens after that? He hit the concrete with his head. <laughs> <laughs> he got hit in the head twice. You know what happened? The truck was <laughs> Oh, it is Palmyra. It is Palmyra. You just never know. No. But the truck, the bumper, right, Viazzi's, the bumper was totally jacked up. 
of the truck. And you're good, solid, like a rock. <laughs> right? I mean, you had a minor, you had like a little bit of a concussion. As minor as you can get for being hit by a truck as a seven-year-old. Seriously, guys, and we're just like sharing these testimonies, and we're going like, God is so much bigger than what we see. God is so much bigger than what we see. He's so much bigger than the shadows that the enemy will try to distract you with. So I want to just encourage you with some, like, truth tonight that your culture is up to you to grow. It's up to you to grow your culture. What does that look like? It looks like getting in to know, getting in to, to know God. Coming into a place where you're like, God, I, I need to know what is, what is true so that I can walk by it. So that when lies come against me, I can go, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not opening that brown paper bag. That's a shadow. That's not what my destiny is. My destiny is to have a wife that is in totally in love with me, that knew no other man before me. This, this is my calling. This is my destiny, to be a son who is given a gift. You know what it says in Proverbs? That you receive a wife as a gift. Dudes in here? It's a gift. <laughs> it's something you receive. It's not something that you take. All right? It's something you receive. It's not something that you take. And I get married to Katie, and some of you guys have heard this story before, and the most, like I always say, it's the most precious possession that I own. If I go into the fire of my house, my dog is getting left behind, my guitar is getting left behind, my, my shotgun is getting left behind. Sorry, Kev, it's just the way it is. I'm going after one little book, one little journal, one little handwritten message from Katie as an eighth grader writing entries to her husband every single day so that she doesn't get distracted by a shadow. So that she doesn't get distracted by a shadow. And she was walking by faith, not by sight. She wasn't chasing every guy who would give, him, give her their attention. She was committed to something that was a promise that came from a God who was in heaven, who, that she, of a culture that she had crafted and cultivated in her heart. She said, this is true. This is true. This is how I'm going to walk. Everything else is second to that. Maybe. Might be the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Oh, thank you so much. Cool. Guys, this is, there's so many good things. You got to know these, these scriptures. Um, when I was first saved, I would read the Bible chapter by chapter. Every chapter I would stop and I would write what it meant to me. You gotta do this stuff. To know the truth, you gotta do this stuff. I would come to worship nights like this with people my age so that I would experience the presence of God so I would know what his word meant. 
You can read the word by itself, and it can, it can mean totally different things. It can be totally misused until you acknowledge and understand his character, his nature, what he's like. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, now I know what that means. Stuff like, I remember being like, I don't know, 15 or, or 16. It was weird. It was like two years between 13 and 15 I was walking with God, and then two more years, and I just ran the other way as hard as I could and got wrecked and saved all over again, thank God. But at one point, I was staying at my grandparents' house, and I just remember being up in um, one of the old bedrooms of my, my dad's farmhouse where he, where he was raised as a kid, and, and it's like as redneck as you could get. I mean, just surrounded by Mustang parts everywhere, and it smells like gasoline. This is a bedroom in my grandmother's house. <laughs> Dude, good ones. 69 Mach 1, 65 2 plus 2 Fastback. It's the real deal stuff. And, um, and I'm, I'm memorizing John 10.10. 10. For the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give life and life abundant. And I remember sitting out there in the atrium when I first came to school, and I'm writing out the entire chapter of Ephesians 6. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with the belt of truth. And uh, you know, on and on and through all the armor of God, the sword of the spirit, the shod your, your feet with the gospel of peace. Put on the breastplate of right, righteousness. Take up your shield of faith so that you can quench every fiery dart of the enemy. Put on your helmet of salvation. All of this stuff. I wanted to get it tattooed all over my body when I first read it. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and I was 18, so you're like, what can I do? I can get a tattoo. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't do that. Oh, my gosh. Guys, you've got to do this stuff. You've got to know his word so you can see the way that he sees, so that you know the way that you are before him. It says in Hebrews that we do not have somebody who doesn't empathize with us. It's talking about Jesus. It says that Jesus came and he suffered every single temptation that you've ever suffered. Girls threw themselves at Jesus. He was tempted to just take his own power and, and, like, make himself famous. He was tempted by money. He was tempted by lust. He was tempted to dishonor. He was tempted to do all of these things that you're tempted to do. I don't know what beds were like, but he probably didn't want to make his. He was tempted in every single way that you were tempted. And therefore, you can come boldly, it says, to the throne of grace, because he knows exact, exactly what you're going through. Isn't that awesome? To know that, like, no amount of temptation, nothing that you've been through, nothing that you're trying to get lured in by, by the, the enemy's shadows, none of that stuff is going to surprise him. He's like, yeah, I remember that. That was stupid. I hated that time. But guess what? He latched on to the culture that was inside of him. He came from heaven. You came from heaven. This is your destiny, to walk not by faith, or not by sight, but by faith. Not by sight, but by faith. Crazy. Let's stand up. Hmm. Oh, thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God. Yeah, right, guy. I don't know if you can throw down some stuff on that or not, but look, guys, we want to pray for you. Obviously, every time we're here, we want to we want to pray um, for any of you guys that have any needs to pray for. So don't leave without 
um, getting prayer for anything that you, you specifically want. If there's anything that we, we were talking about tonight or anything that came up in worship that just is like, man, I really want to get prayer for that, um, don't leave without, without asking somebody, okay? Um, but in general, I just want to pray that we would receive this grace for hunger for God. Okay, that we would receive like this tenacity almost. And it's not like a, a striving thing. It's not something that we're trying to like, you know, make you guys do or whatever out of like performance. But it's, it's a sonship. It's a daughter thing. It's a son and a daughter thing to, to want to know God. To want to know where you came from and to know how he sees you so that you know how to live here in this world. Thanks. Okay, so let's just pray. God. Put your arm on somebody's shoulder. Oh, God, we thank you for your goodness. Come on, can you thank him for his goodness? What does it sound like? Ooh, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> sounds a lot of different thing, different ways, but sometimes it sounds like this. God, thank you so much. You're so good. And sometimes it sounds like barely being able to speak because there's so much snot and tears flowing out of your, your orifices that you're just going, thank you, God. Hmm. Oh, God, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for being the bright, shiny light of heaven. Thank you that there's no shadow in you. There is no shadow in you. You're only light. You're only true. You're only pure. You're only love. Thank you that we're never going to be separated from you. Even when we walk through shadow, even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we won't be afraid because we know that you're with us. It's only a shadow. It's only a shadow. God, I thank you that no matter what we are tempted with tonight, no matter what things we're being tempted by, no matter what shadow is present in our life right now, God, I thank you that you've been there that you have so much sympathy, so much empathy, so we can come right before you in your presence. And say, God, I need your strength. I'm so weak. I need your strength. I'm so weak. God, grow your culture in me. Show me truth. Put in me a heart to know you and know your ways. So, God, I pray for that. God, I pray for a hunger, a grace to be hungry to know you. That we would read your word, experience your presence, and know your love. And it would cause us to be lit for real. It would cause us to be lit for real. And we'd be able to see the difference between light and dark. We love you, God. You're the best. God, I pray that you'd just bless each, each one of us here tonight with your goodness and your love. Deeper revelation of it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. So good. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.